Hi, everyone. Thanks for checking out the Thrive Podcast. We are the Young Adult Ministry at Maranatha Bible Church, and we meet on Wednesdays at 730 in our Family Life Center. If you enjoy this podcast, we'd love for you to post it to your Instagram story and tag us at NBC Thrive on Instagram. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy. As seen on the screen, my name is Jeremiah Sanders. I am so excited to be here with you guys tonight. Um, We have been in the series, The Psalms of Ascent. Um, Tonight, I will be in Psalms 133. Um, And these Psalms of Ascent, the idea with that, and dang it, we don't have the milk cartons here tonight. We don't got the ladder. Uh, So sorry, I'm not going to go up and make a fool out of myself falling off of that. But yeah, so... um, But the idea with that analogy we've been using is that as the people in Israel would go up to the temple, they'd step on one of the steps and up another one, and on each step they would say one of these psalms as they're going to the temple. So psalms of ascent up to the temple. That's the idea with these things. Um, So, and, and with this, we've been asking the question how to cope. And looking through the lens of the Bible and how God would want us to cope with situations in our life. And as humans, I'm sure we've all gone through tough things, hard things in our lives. We cope in a lot of dumb ways. A lot of, some people don't cope in good ways. Um, I mean, some people cope with weightlifting. I don't know, that, that couldn't be me, but maybe some of you do that because I don't. Um, but anyways, um, I will be dealing with another positive way to cope um, through the lens of the Bible. Um, and this way we'll see is having unity with uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. So let's get into the passage to start off. Um, and that'll be on the screen if you don't have the text with you. Um, and it goes, Behold, how good and pleasant it is when the brothers dwell in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. So when I read that passage, it, I was thinking about unity, thinking about this whole thing. It takes me back to a time when I was in college. So on the next slide, you'll see uh, where I went to college, and you'll see this church hopping thing. So I went to college at Muscame University. Um, I graduated, went all four years, so it does happen. Like, you can graduate college. It, it, anyways, um, so... And believe it or not, in college, I was a Christian, and I wanted to go to church, and I wanted to follow after Christ. Now, of course, messed up and other things, but um, I was striving to be like Jesus, right? So, and I also had a group of like-minded friends who wanted to find a good church. So what do you do? You go church hop. And for those of you that don't know what church hopping is, it's not like me and Christian getting up here and leapfrog over one another the whole time. No, it's you go to different churches, and try to figure out like what's the best fit, and hopefully you're looking for a church based on, hey, like what they say, what they teach um, on their scripture, and hopefully aside things, maybe like the worship or something. So we went to a lot of different churches while we were there, right? So we went to churches with worship, and it was only out of hymnals, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but that was the church. That wasn't my style, so we moved on from a church that was like that. Um, And then we went to a church where Old women would run up front and dance and scream and holler. That wasn't really my speed either. And we were like, okay, so we'll eventually find a church, right? We're going from church to church to church. 
And we get to this one church, we walk in, it's all aesthetically pleasing, kind of like Maranatha, they got all the stuff designed right, all this stuff, it was like fall, they had the fall themes on the wall, like all that stuff. Um, they got coffee and donuts, it's all nice, like you can't go to a church that has some good coffee and donuts, right? Like that's, that's not a thing, like you can't, uh, just kidding. But, uh, um, and we get to the lesson, right, we get to the sermon that's going on, and they have hype worship, like contemporary music. We're like, okay, this is more our speed. Like, we like this. Um, we're looking at our, me and my friends are looking around each other like, this might be our church. This might be it, guys. Like, awesome. And uh, anyway, something like very strange happened. So worship gets done. One guy comes up front. He goes, he has a piece of paper. He's like, can all the elders come up to the front, please? We're like, okay, I wonder what this is. And uh, they're like, hey, so we're going to read a letter from the pastor. Like, okay, maybe the pastor's on like a mission trip. Like, he's doing all this stuff and being great. No, this was not it. This pastor was caught in an affair. That is what happened. And we're there, and we're 19 years old college students. We're like, is it time to leave? <laughs> like, like, have we found the wrong church? And the answer was yes. But so, and then before we know it, they're like, hey, why don't you get into small groups and talk about how you feel about this? And we're looking at each other like, we got to leave, guys. And then there's these people that are like, hey, you should join our group. And we're like, we weren't going to say no to them because, like, this news bomb just came out of the sky and exploded in their face. And we're in their group, and people are crying and screaming, like, how are we going to move on from this? Our pastor, we, like, we loved him so much. Like, and there was just so much, so much disunity going on in that moment. And when David says in this passage how pleasant it is when the brothers dwell in unity— I feel that, because in that moment, there was disunity in that church, and it was so uncomfortable. I'm like 19, like shaking, like, how am I supposed to deal with this situation right now? Um, so I know that. Um, I feel that when he says how good and pleasant it is when the brothers dwell in unity. Um, so, and, and that's the first verse, right? He goes on in verse two and verse three, he actually uses figurative language, wow, figurative language. Oh, I'm a teacher, so like I, I was like, anyways, he uses figurative language to compare uh, unity to certain things. And he uses the word like or as in the English. So when, he, when we do that, you guys didn't know you were getting to school today, did you? When you walked in. So when we compare something using like, and as, like or as, what do we call that? Assimilate. Thank you, yes, assimilate. Anyways, so he uses figurative language in a comparison here to compare unity to two things. And verse 2 says <clears throat> uh, that he, or let me, let me get it here. It is like precious oil on the head running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collars of his robes. And when you read that, you're like, that is kind of strange. Oil running down, how is that pleasing, right? I mean, I don't know if any of you guys have, like, have a beard in here. I don't know if that's pleasing to you guys. Don't answer. I don't know. Um, running oil down your beard. You can leave that, whatever you do at your own time. <laughs> Anyways, um, this was actually referring to anointing back in the Old Testament um, where, and it was, he uses Aaron here because Aaron and his sons were the first priests in Israel there. And um, there was a ceremony that was set up back then 
um, where they, it was a seven-day ceremony. There's all these things that go on. And at the end, um, the priests are anointed. And anointing was a thing back in the day, like kings or leaders, you'd get the oil poured all over your head, and this is the new guy. Like, he's the, he's the guy that's going to step up and lead. And these priests, and so it comes down, and why it is... Um, good and pleasant and brings unity is because these priests are over the whole nation of Israel. And these people were going to be representatives for the people to God. And during that time, there wasn't just like prayer, like going straight up to God. And they, people had to go through priests to get to God. Uh, Jesus hadn't came yet. He hadn't died. Um, so people were going through these priests. They were having sacrifices, this whole process of sacrificing um, going every year to get their sins cleansed on the altar, and that's kind of why Jesus had to come in the long drawn out sense. But the point is here, he compares this how good and pleasant unity is to this anointing, this ceremony um, here in verse two. Um, and then he, he goes on to verse three, it says, if I can actually look at it for a second, my bad. Um, it is like dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. So it's like this dew or this water that would come down from the mountains, right? Um, Hermon was the highest mountain in Israel, like super tall, super tall. And it was known for its heavy dew that would trickle down to the mountains of Zion. And the water there was good to drink. Like one source said it was sweet to the taste. So this was good water, not like Deer Park or something. I don't know if you like Deer Park. I think we have Deer Park here tonight. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That was the first one that came to my head. But uh, um, so this water was good to drink. And so both these things that he's comparing it to, it's kind of funny. These are both blessings from above, like literally and, and figuratively, because literally like anointing comes from above and literally the dew would come down from above. But both these blessings, the anointing, the setting up a priest was a blessing from God. And it brought unity in the place of Israel. And um, the water would come down from above and go down to the mountains and people would drink it. It was literally a blessing from above. In the same sense, unity is a blessing from above. And only true unity is going to come from above and when we follow God with everything. So we can, a church can only be unified or a group like this can only be unified if you're truly following after God. And someone who liked to talk to churches about unity within their own church was Paul. And in Philippians 2, this is a, a jump to the New Testament. We were talking about like the Old Testament, you know. So this is a jump to the New Testament. He wrote a, he wrote a letter to a church who were reading someone's mail. In Philippians 2, it says, So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or consent, conceit but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you not look to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. So something I wanted to focus on here, if you pull up the next slide, um, how unity in the church should look. So if we get the next one up, um, having the same mind and the same love. And that, in that passage, if we're in a church, we should be of the same mind and of the same love. And what is that same mind and same love, right? 
um, same mind is the mission. The mission that, hey, we need to make disciples and um, bring them closer to Jesus, right? And the same love is Jesus' love we're pouring out to others. And the next one here, doing nothing out of selfish ambition. If you're truly falling after Jesus, you're not gonna do stuff out of selfish ambition. Yeah, we, f- we fall, we fail, but consistently, we're gonna be selfless instead of selfish if you're truly a Christ follower in here. Um, next one. Counting others better than ourselves. I think this is really, really hard. I mean, not just our generation, everybody before, because we like to think about ourselves. We're such a me, me, me generation about like Instagram, trying to get how many likes we can. We got influencers everywhere. Like, if you truly are a Christ follower and want to see unity in the church, you're going to count others better than yourselves. And the next one also goes on to say, um, looking to others' interests instead of our own. You're going to count others better than yourselves and look to their interests. So if they're going through a hard time, it may be inconvenient for you to go out and see them in their hard time, in their affliction, but you're going to go out and do things that are maybe uncomfortable for you out of your comfort zone to help people who are in a hard time and a hard place because you love them and you want uh, their best you want their best interest for them, and it's not your own interest. Um, so, and we talked about the mission, right? And this is kind of jumping out of place here, but the mission is to, to share this good news, united on the same mind. This is what a church should be united over. Um, and this mission that we should be united over is the gospel, right? And we've heard Mike drill us in like a thousand times. I was in his small group for a million years, sophomore year. Um, yeah, that, a year and a million years. That, that, that lines up. Anyways, don't do the math there. <laughs> anyway, uh, we had English tonight, math, just forget it. Um, good news. And th- this good news, the gospel is good news that Jesus came, lived a perfect life, died for you and raised three days later. And that's what we have to be on the same mission about, the gospel. And that's when a church is unified, when we're unified on the mission of the gospel and sharing this love with others. Um, And we can love others the same way that Jesus did. Um, Jesus talked about like our mission and like unity within the church in John 13, 35. And it says there that, um, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And notice how he says there, if you love, if you have love for one another. Um, so this is more specifically like in the church or like within the disciples of Christ um, instead of like outwards. So people, I, I've literally had people come up to me and like with a group of friends and be like, you guys are different. Like what sets you apart than other people? friends, people, like groups, um, and that's like a gospel interaction right there. That's a conversation you can have um, with people to advance the gospel, to talk to them about Jesus, right? And um, that's going to be different, the love inside the church for one another than outwards, because like we talked about with Paul, um, we care about others more than ourselves. We go out of our way, even when it's uncomfortable for us, to love others. Um, And within the body, like if you put others before yourself, you're not gonna gossip about one another. You're not gonna look to hurt others. You're not gonna look to their ill will. Um, and this love that we have for one another, it, it should be a healing, appealing to others. So when he says, uh, 
they will know that you are my disciples for your love for one another. It should be different. It should be appealing. Like, how do we get in on that? That should be an appealing thing. Um, they should be a- asking the question. People outside the church should be asking the question, why are these people so different? Um, and that can lead to those conversations like I talked about earlier. Um, and no one's going to be able to ask these questions unless we put aside petty differences within the church, right? If we don't stop gossiping about people, going behind people's backs, and that's not unity, right? That's disunity. That's almost like the church that I went to, right? People screaming and hollering, how are we going to move on? Like, the disunity is uh, real in those situations. Um, and we need to love others like Jesus did. But the main point, if you didn't listen to anything I had, no English lesson, none of that, you didn't listen to anything tonight, the main point I want to get you to cross is that having fellowship in you with your brothers and sisters in the church is to, to be desired. It's actually kind of commanded to, like, yeah. And also, um, with coping, um, when you're united with your brothers and sisters in Christ, they are going to help you cope, like go through those seasons of life, right? So I've literally been at my lowest points in my life. Um, big guys like me cry. I don't know if you knew that. So like there's, there's been times where I have been like on the, like this is actually like a memory. Like I was in a really bad spot. Not going to go into all the details there. I am on the floor like bawling my eyes out. And I have two of these guys around me and just like them being there like for me in that moment. Like I felt so much love, so encouraged. And that's what the body of Christ is for, right? When you are in those lowest points, when others in the body of Christ are in those lowest points, right? That's what the body of Christ is for. Like to love, to encourage others and to share God's love um, out to others in the world. But I just remember that and I'll never forget that how People that cared about me more than themselves would care about me when I'm sucking and going through a rough spot. Um, and, and that's what the church is. Um, other than just sharing the gospel, like we need to encourage each other inside the church. We need to love each other inside the church. Um, and my hope is that um, if you don't have a Christian community, if you don't have something that thrive, that Maranatha can be that for you, and if you or you find a good church that is like that. Um, and if you want to talk about how to get connected to uh, Christian community, I would love to talk to you. Christian would love to talk to you. Trent, Mike, whoever you came with would love to talk about how you can get connected to Christian community because um, to cope, we need to be together. We need to love one another as Christ loved us and sent his son to die for us. Um, so... I'm going to close in prayer, and we can hang out, talk, and get out of here. All right, uh, Lord, just want to thank you for this day. I just want to thank you for everything you give us, Lord. Lord, I just pray that um, if anyone in here um, is just kind of lost or doesn't know what's going on, doesn't know how to cope in this situation in their life, that they would reach out. They would reach out to people that, maybe the people that brought them here, reach out to me, um, and just know that they're loved and that this body right here would welcome them and treat them better than themselves, Lord. That they would, um, and anyone here that is a Christian, that they would love people better than themselves. They would treat people in the body fairly and not gossip about them and that this uh, Thrive group would be unified with our mission of sharing the gospel uh, and loving others, Lord. Um, Lord, just... Pray that we have a good rest of our evening and that you'd bless it, Lord. In your son's holy name, amen.